Hello and welcome to Fancy Friendship, a podcast that allows everyday people to share their most bizarre, unique stories. Supported by Jefferson's Lounge, the best place to get a drink and watch a game at Council Bluffs. It's a combination of a sports bar and a cocktail lounge, bringing back the lounge one swivel stool at a time. I'm your host, Stephen Alonich, joined today by my co-host, Jake Anderson. Jake, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I was a little bit worried we were going to have to do that intro again. That was the first take. That absolutely was the first take. Yeah, I. that's why I had complete 100% confidence in you. Of course. And we only do one take here. We have never done second takes. That's crazy. Never even done a third take. Of, of course, yeah. Yeah. And this is a part of our series where we're telling a lot of short stories, doing Monday to Friday for a brief period of time to get you, the listener, some more content. And so we're going to tell you stories under 20 minutes. Some are going to be five minutes. Some will be the full 20 or trying to keep it short and condensed for you. You can listen on your ride to work, maybe in the shower, like our old boss Graham does, but somewhere where you got a little bit of time to fit in instead of making you listen to the full hour and a half story like we did with Tim McCarthy a while back. This is a lot more convenient for the listener. That's what we're doing here. And, and if there's one thing about you, you care about the listener. That's true. I, I've always cared about the listener. That's all I care about, Jake. That's why I do this. And that's why we're telling the story today about the first time I got a job and how I may have accidentally wore a blouse to that job interview. Seinfeld day one. I like it. I did not know that was a Seinfeld episode. I have never actually really watched Seinfeld. Well, now we just got to stop this podcast until you can watch all of Seinfeld because I'm just so disappointed in you. Hers good. I mean, I heard it's great. I just never really got into it. I mean, that's probably an indictment of me. No, you're the you're the fantastic host. Nothing's an indictment of you. That's fair. Except but, for this story, because you And you don't know the story. I don't think I've ever told you the story. You've told me bits and pieces of this story. You, I mean, you just, were a you were a delinquent at one of your jobs. Just the maybe okay, I've told you parts of that job. Yeah, you're right. I've told you that part. But not the blouse part. You don't know this part. No, I am I am going on going into this cold. Okay, so I was a privileged child who managed to convince his parents that he was focusing on his studies in high school, despite never really studying. I mean, I think I studied for one or two classes my entire time in high school. And that was for like an hour at a time. Wasn't my thing, but I also didn't want to work because that's a lazy sack of crap. So I never interviewed for a job until after I got out of high school, the summer of a graduation. And the first job I interviewed for was the Omaha World Herald, the place where you and I met together for I think I worked there for about eight and a half years almost nine and I didn't get the job right away there was no openings so I had to wait so I thought about places I enjoyed going and my friends and I used to make a lot of goodwill runs in high school we'd go through and find ridiculous outfits and uh, one buddy of mine and I would go every Friday there was this dodgeball place in the mall of the bluffs in council bluffs and we'd go find the most ridiculous matching outfit we'd come up with, like robes was one of them, um, like bibs, uh, several others. And we'd go themed every Friday to this dodgeball place. So we were very, we frequented Goodwill a lot. And I was like, all right, you can apply to Goodwill because that way I can see the cool stuff earlier on. And I was nervous, never really interviewed for a job before. I mean, I wasn't crazy nervous, but just enough where you're like, oh, I hope I don't mess this up. And so my mom ironed my shirt for me because, again, I was a lazy sack of crap. 
And she hung up in her closet because she just, she just told me like, oh, hey, it's in my closet, I ironed it. And I was like, cool, I'll grab it, thanks. So I grab it, I think. And my buddy actually takes me to the job interview because I don't drive yet. Well, I drove at the time. For some reason, I need a ride. Don't remember why I need a ride, but he drove me. And my, my shirt is in his car and I get it out and I put it on because I wasn't going to wear it to school and the interview was right after school. And it was super tight on me. I wasn't a big guy by any stretch of the imagination. And I'd worn this shirt before and I was like, this fits fine. And, but this time, no, it's super tight on me. And I realized, I believe my mom had her white blouse next to my white shirt. <laughs> and I wore the blouse to the job interview. And I remember the person just asked, they, I can't remember they asked me, but they mentioned my how I dressed and they had a weird look on their face and <laughs> didn't really realize what was happening. I was like, why is it so tight? I don't understand. And later on, I realized, I think my mom brought it up like, did you accidentally grab my blouse? <laughs> I'm assuming yeah. that blouse is now your interview good luck charm. Yeah, I wear it to every interview I do at any point. But but also I didn't get the job. So no, it's not. <laughs> I, I uh, They asked me a question of like, so what did you, or what do you like about what Goodwill does? And I mentioned a few things. Like I know some of the events they do. And I like how they have, clothes and items that are at a discounted and affordable amount for some people and i appreciate all that and the person was a little snarky with not snarky but they're offended and mm -hmm. they said something along the lines of well that's not all we do and i was like all right and bring the the goodwill history of events to my interview at 18 years old my yeah. bad that seems like a pretty good overview for an 18-year-old applying for, I'm assuming, a cashier's position at Goodwill. Yeah, cashier, just stocking or something like that. Yeah. And he was real uppity about it. Wasn't a big fan. And sure enough, didn't get the job. They called me a couple of days later and they said I was overqualified or something. I think they're trying to be nice to me. And I, they said, I was like, overqualified? I've never worked before. <laughs> I, don't, I have no qualifications at all. But didn't get that job. Next job interview was at Kmart, which I believe is completely out of business nationwide now. Thank goodness. Kmart can go to hell. And it was good for me. Though. This is a good job for me to have because I learned what it's like to have crap bosses and be, work with angry people and do crap work for crap pay. But I did the interview with them. First interview was with a gentleman. And I was dressed up in my white shirt this time. And this time it was my white shirt. And I think I had khaki pants on, dress shoes. And no tie? I think I had a tie on. And he just said, thank you so much for dressing up. We get so many applicants, don't even bother. And he sounds so sad about it. Like this guy is like, finally, someone cares. And so I think that's all it took. But I talked to that guy for a little while. And I told him, hey, I uh, might get a job with the World Herald, just to let you know. So in a few months. I may have to work weekends there and I won't be available for weekends here. And I'm, I'm sure also, he hears that all the time. Yeah, I'm sure. He's like, oh yeah, everyone comes here, works the World Herald, works from New Yeah, no, no one, no one works, wants to work weekends. I've heard all the excuses. World Herald, pff, that's a lame one. Yeah, but he told me he used to work there actually. He worked the World Herald for a brief period. I can't remember his name anymore, but um, I remember I brought it up with our one of our bosses there and they had no idea who he was. So probably not the most relevant person. But anyway, he told me it worked there and it was cool. And 
got a second interview. So I go to the second interview and the day before that happened, my buddy was just, he was super weird. We were hanging out at my friend, uh, one of our friend's house, mutual friends. And I don't know, we we're kind of running our mouths to each other a little bit. Just, just what we did. Something mm-hmm. struck a nerve with the guy. He was off. I don't know what was wrong with him, but he just walked behind me, like looked at me and just punched me in the face. And he was a big guy. He was like six, three and probably about 40 pounds heavier than me. And he just punched me in the face. And I just, I remember I grabbed him around the neck and like a headlock and hit his head in the counter and pushed him off me. And then my friend's parents came out like, what's happening? <laughs> like, I really have no idea. This is supposed to be a story about three interviews and a blouse. And instead it's turning into how you got an assault charge. He hit me. I defended myself. It de-escalated. We hung out the rest of them. Guys are easy, man. Like this guy punched me in the face. I slammed his head in the counter and we hung out that night. <laughs> what? I don't know. I, to this day, I still have no idea why he did that. Also, I'm, also this podcast out of context, guys are easy. Yeah. Yeah. But we are. I talk about it with my wife sometimes. <laughs> I mean, there's one friend of mine. We talk like once a year and we were in each other's weddings. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a simple thing. We, it's, easy, it's easy to pop back in and out. Right. And I... I'm bad about that, but I do it with a lot of my friends. I talk to them like once every year or two, and it's, it's just normal. Like, hey, man, you want to grab a beer? And it's like, oh, yeah, we've been talking two years. Let's do it. But in this case, it was you punched me in the face. I slammed your head into a counter. Hey, you want to <laughs> hang out? <laughs> and we and we did. I still remember the annoying part, though, for his parents, I think, was when I think when he hit his head in the counter, he stepped in the dog water bowl and flipped water all over the floor. I think they were like, what that's, the hell? That's- that's the part that annoyed them. Not the fact that their son got his head shoved into it. Oh, car. no, it wasn't their son. He was a third party. Oh, okay, okay. He okay. also walked into the room like, what the hell? <laughs> and I didn't know what to say. I was just like, I'm not usually rendered speechless, but I had no response because I had no idea what just happened. Like, do I ex- to explain everything to them? Like, yeah, he just hit me in the face. So I hit his head in the counter. He was lucky, though, because I hit the, his head where his hair still covered. So he had a scratch there, but... uh Maybe a bruise, but you couldn't see because his hair was there. I had a full-blown black eye. Oh. And I had an interview the next day. So I go to the interview. And the first thing the woman asked me is, so what's with the eye? See, that's that's where you wear the blouse to take attention away from you. <laughs> Let me tell you about this blouse. <laughs> <laughs> so I have this completely obvious black eye. And I make up some excuse like, oh, I was playing basketball at the Y. True. I got (laughs) fouled. True. And that caused the black eye. False. And she said, I don't think that's how you play basketball. And I was like, well, the other guy should have learned that, I guess. And I was like, I got the foul call. So I think she, I think she bought it. Maybe she was skeptical. I think she was just willing to go along with it because it's it was better than any of the other other candidates because I was dressed up <laughs> like that's all it takes to get a job here please just dress up a little bit so I did the interview I mentioned the World Herald to her as well she says oh that's fine we'll cross that bridge when we get there great I got the job real exciting stuff getting paid 725 an hour killing it worked there for a few weeks get promoted I'm now an electronics supervisor manager or something after two weeks and now making 
like 775 an hour, killing wow. it some more, just absolutely crushing the game. But yeah, so I was an electronic supervisor. I should note that these places don't train you at all. I didn't know anything. I was just a guy. They're like, all right, guys, you go to sports and electronics. Women, you go to jewelry and clothing. And we'll all meet at the front checkout stands. And that was really it. I'm going to tell one side story on this on Kmart. Side stories pop up when we do these things. And this will never pop up again. There was this old gentleman. He came in. This is how bad Kmart is. I felt so bad for this guy. He comes in. He's a skinny, older gentleman, probably in his 80s at the time. And he brings in a VCR cord that doesn't work anymore because he wants to watch his movies. This is 2011. VCRs at that point, they're out of date. They're, they're not even usable at all anymore I'm sorry i'm gonna go use my vcr when we're done recording this and it won't work and you can't get a vcr cord for it this guy didn't know that though because he wanted the vcr cord and he asked me hey do you have these and i said sir sorry we don't sell those i knew that much i was not trained in electronics at all but i was like i'm pretty damn sure we don't have vcr cords lying around anywhere and he says well can i talk to a manager about it and i was like I can tell you we don't have them, but if you want to talk to a manager, that's fine. That, that does not bother me. So I call my manager and say, hey, there's a gentleman in electronics who would like to speak to you. Um, if you can stop by real fast, I don't think it'll be a very long conversation. And I'm like, he's fine. He's respect. He's not mad. He's, just, he's respectful. I want to talk to somebody. It's fine. And she says, oh, I'm on a smoke break right now, but I'll be out there in a minute. I'm like, all right, that's, that's cool, whatever. Uh, I go with sports because at this point, I'm working sports and electronics for whatever reason. And I come back to electronics later on. This is about 45 minutes later. He's standing in the exact same spot. He has not moved. He hasn't looked at anything. He's just waiting for some manager to come talk to him. And I say, sir, has a manager come and spoken to you yet? And he says, no, I'm still waiting. And I was like, what the hell? So I go find the manager. And I was like, hey, that guy's still in electronics waiting to talk to you. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm getting to it. I'm like, go talk to him. <laughs> this dude's just, are you kidding me? This dude just sitting there and wants his damn VCR to work. I felt so bad for the guy. Just sitting there for 45 minutes holding a VCR cord, sitting in the electronics department at Kmart with absolutely no hope of getting a VCR cord. And the manager wouldn't even go say no to him. Come on, poor old man. Uh, I still think about that guy sometimes. I, I, he, he's, I'm sure he's passed by now, but... I just hope he got a VCR card. I hope one of his kids or something order one off Amazon or something for him because he just wanted to watch his damn movies. Maybe maybe he found somewhere that converted his VCR tapes to DVDs. You can only hope for the guy. Yeah. Poor, he was so nice, too. He's a sweetheart. He was being very gentlemanly, and he was not lashing out at all. Like, no one's happy at Kmart. That's one thing I learned at that job is nobody is ever happy to be in a Kmart. That's employees and that's customers. I don't think I've ever set foot in a Kmart, so I can't confirm that. But You've lived a sheltered life. That's also true. Kmart is the absolute worst. Uh, one more story about that before I get to the ending of Kmart. And that is there, I always held my brakes. I held my brakes for emergencies and I would take it last. I did not mind taking it last. That's fine. But I always wanted in case there was something that came up and I could duck out. That happened once. I only worked there for two months. So this isn't a very long period of time, but boy, was I rising through the ranks. 
and PMS Sports and Electronics Supervisor for a while there. That was no raise there, but let me tell you that 775 an hour was really just lighting it up my bank account. Imagine where you'd be right now if you'd stayed at Kmart. <laughs> Jobless, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh sorry people that work at kmart that are listening to this um so i'm i'm holding my break again like usual and i'm working sports and electronics that's where the bathroom is the bathroom is actually in layaway but it's part of the sports and electronics department and someone has a massive blow up i mean they're not even in the stall there's poop all over every wall in the entire place i don't understand how people do this like i get if you can't hold it like shit happens, no pun intended, but why are you exploding? I, 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 if anyone's listening to this and can tell me they've had this accident, like when I poop, it goes down. <laughs> I don't, where, where, how is this going up and out and over and around? What are you doing wrong? Figure your shit out. Pun intended that time. Steven. <laughs> Enough of the shitty puns. Oh, damn it, Jake. All right, I'll be the last one for sure. They get on the radio and they say, hey, whoever's working with trunks and sports, there's a blow up in the bathroom. Can you take care of it? There's a long silence. Just like that. I pull up my walkie-talkie radio thing. And I just say, sorry, I'm on break. (laughs) (laughs) Go to my break. I think I only had like an hour and a half left of my shift and I had a 15 minute break to take. And I was like, I'm taking this thing. Screw you guys. So somebody else had to go in there from a different department and take care of that. Don't know who. I apologize to whoever had to do it, but no, that is not worth $7.75 an hour. And that is not part of the electronic and sports supervisor. It wasn't supervisor. It was like, expert i don't know what they called me but i didn't deserve the title i just like roamed those two departments and organized crayon sometimes because they were somehow in my department don't know how they're like toys were a part of sports something it was it was nonsense that place was a total mess so i quit because i got the job at the world herald yeah you you met me and you realized wow this this guy is so amazing i really just gotta get to the world herald full time I don't know we met until like six months into the World Herald. Yeah. It was a bizarre amount of time that passed. And we'll get to that. We're almost there. Yeah. But I was trying to quit Kmart and I kept trying to talk to my manager and she wouldn't talk to me. I was like, hey, hey, I'm trying to, like, can I talk to you for five minutes? And she kept ducking it for over a week. And finally, I just wrote a note and put it on her desk and said, hey, this is my two weeks notice, Steven. And she eventually did like talk to me. She brought me after that and said, why are you quitting? I'm like, well, I'm trying, I can't work weekend. Actually, let me, actually, I messed this up a little bit. Let me rewind a little bit. We had the meeting before this and I told her I can't work weekends because I got the job to World Herald. Like we talked about an interview and she looked at me dead in the eye and says, if you couldn't have worked weekends from the beginning, I wouldn't even hire Jill. <laughs> And I'm like, I dress nice, mother effer. Of course you're going to hire me. No one else does. And I told her, I'm like, well, if you didn't know that and he didn't know that, 
how did I know that he worked the World Herald? Why would that come up in an interview if if I didn't bring it up initially? Like the, the one that come up no matter what. And she says, just get out, get out of my office. And she's real mad. And that's when I tried to schedule another meeting with her, put my two weeks notice in because they wouldn't take me off weekends. And she wouldn't talk to me. So I left a note on her desk. I ended up getting strep throat. I get that a lot, actually. But I got my last week at Kmart. And I was sick. I could not go in. Because when I get strep throat, it's nasty. And I called in sick. And I told him, hey, it's like a Monday. I think I work Tuesday as well. And I said, hey, I have strep throat. I say a lot worse than that. I won't be able to make it in today. And I won't be able to make it in tomorrow either if you guys mark down both. I know I'm going to be sick tomorrow. I get this every year. And I go, that's fine. Hope you feel better. And I think it's over. On Tuesday, and also this is my last week. I'm, I mean, I'm done now. Tuesdays, once Tuesday is done, I'm I'm gone. I quit the job. But on Tuesday, yeah. I get a call from my coworkers, and it's like, hey, you got a no call, no show today. You might want to talk to them about that. And I was like, I don't really care. <laughs> I mean, they messed up anyway, but I also don't really care. And then they kept scheduling me. So I don't, I'm not an employee there anymore in my head, but the next like four days I get two more no call, no shows. And my, I have employees texting me like, Hey, I really need you to show up. Like we're doing your work for you. And that's not fair to us. And they're really mad. They're mad at me. And I get it from their standpoint, but I told them like, Hey, I put my notice in. Why are they still putting me on the schedule? And they're like, Oh no, but you need to come in. I'm like, I'm not coming in. <laughs> I don't work there anymore. And this well, happened I, for I, over I, two more I, weeks. Yeah. What? Yeah. What part of I quit? Do you not understand? I don't know. They're like, no, you don't quit. Nobody <laughs> quits Kmart. All right. You signed a lifetime contract. You signed your soul away. And their turnover rate was so high that why are you even surprised I'm not showing up? But yeah, for like two more weeks, I don't show up. I get however many no, no call, no shows that I could have gotten. And they didn't care. They're just like, no, you're, you're still working here, bud. Don't care how bad of an employee you are, but Kmart has such low standards that it takes twenty no call no shows to be fired. Yeah, and then the whole place just goes under and declares bankruptcy, and then and only then does one quit Kmart. <laughs> Even then, there's probably still someone out there like, hey, "Is he going to show up today?" In the empty Kmart building. They I just, they that just now. show up in the parking lot every day and have a vigil for you. <laughs> what happened to him? When will he show up again? <laughs> Come back. This is why we went bankrupt because no one's selling anything in sports or electronics. No one's cleaned up the bathroom since you left. <laughs> but yeah, then I worked at the World Herald. And like six months later, this is my first impression of you. I think I've told you this before, but I'm going to get it out there on official record. We work nights. So I think we were working opposite nights for several months. Yeah. Actually, you're in a different department for a couple months, but adjacent. Yeah. And then we worked same department, somehow never meet. For like six, is this because I worked in August? So when I started working there, and then or September or something like that. And, and I, don't, we, I don't get how we never met because high school football season on Fridays, pretty much everybody is in there on Fridays. Yeah, we, no idea. So I don't know if like you were at a different desk, like not in the sports department or something, and I just never knew you existed or what. Or maybe I worked Saturdays, you worked Fridays. I don't know. Something like that. So I don't know how this happened, but. Yeah, we don't meet for like six months because this is, I think, into the new year after starting to work in August or September. It was and winter. It yeah. was, yeah, because it was colder out. And uh, 
we get off about 1.30 in the morning sometimes on busy nights. Yeah. So it's 1.30. We got in the elevator. Yeah, I got, I'm like, hey, who, are, who the hell are you? And you're like, who the fuck are you? And that's that's how we said it. And, yep. you know, we're being chummy, like, oh, nice to meet you. How long have you been here for? You knew? And you're like, no, I've been here six months. I'm like, wait, I've been here six months. Where have you been, man? <laughs> but uh, we have that conversation. We get out outside the, the newspaper building's doors and you immediately take a phone call, <laughs> which I'm already skeptical. Like it's 1.30 in the morning. Maybe it's a girlfriend or something, like whatever. And you proceed to go into conversation about like making plans for the night like, oh man, I'm free tonight. What are you doing? I'm like, who the f- it is 1.30 in the morning, you freak. <laughs> Why are you making plans now? Like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm wide open from 1.30 to 4.30 in the morning tonight. Thanks for waiting down now to ask. Like bars are closed. What are you even doing? The bars are closed at two. So you have 30 minutes there. I don't know who called you. I, it was probably Kyle or Ben or something. And what, what do you do? I want to know what you did, Jake. What do you do at... 1 30 in the morning we just now make plans see what's funny is i remember that night but i don't remember who called me i don't remember what i went and did and that's not because like oh i went and got drunk it's like i remember that initial conversation with you but then you say that i got a phone call and i do not remember that part <laughs> i just ever look at you like who the hell is this guy <laughs> just taking <laughs> phone calls at 1 30 in the morning making plans for that night like if someone called you and was like, oh yeah, I am free next weekend. Uh, Cause I knew you got off work or something. Maybe you're returning a call, who knows? But no, that night you're like, yeah, we gotta, we gotta fill this void if I go to bed in an hour. <laughs> so yeah, that was my first impression of you. And I was like, this mother effort just. And it was all downhill from there. Indeed it was. So yeah, that's the story about me. Maybe wearing a blouse to a job interview, getting punched in the eye for another interview. And uh, then not ever being able to quit Kmart. And then I didn't really interview for, I didn't interview the World Herald. I didn't interview there. And we talked about Hawkeye football, but there wasn't really much substance to the interview because I was 18 and out of high school. And I was like, yeah, I worked for my high school paper. I wrote for Bleacher Report. Um, hire me. And they're like, yeah, that's cool. Go Hawks. And they didn't say go. I said go Hawks. They weren't happy about that. But uh, yeah, I got the job somehow. And and the rest is history. I think I actually got the job because a neighbor knew somebody there. And they're like, hey, hire this dork. And yeah. Who would have thunk it? That's that's a very impressive job history. And then I got the job at the uh, where I work now at the animal shelter. And I never really interviewed there either. We kind of just, you know, she invited me in to see if the job would suit me. Showed me what I'd be doing. And I was like, yeah, I think I can do this. And she's like, cool. Talk to you later. We'll, we'll let you know when it's open. Why, why do you hate interviews? I just keep skating by without getting real interviews. Steven Alanich autobiography. I just keep skating by. That, that really is it. I don't know how these things happen to me, but I just I land jobs I don't deserve. And I maybe I deserve them. I don't know. But it's wild. I also try to get a job at the non which is the much smaller paper in Council Bluffs, which is adjacent to Omaha. And they're like, no, we're not hiring. So I was like, why would the World Herald hire me? And then that happened. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm in. Let's do this. So 
yeah, that's it. That's the story. Well, now you need to go watch Seinfeld and we can do a podcast getting your thoughts on Seinfeld. Yeah, I'll make a Seinfeld podcast to go along with this. Just every episode I review. Yeah. All right. Well, that does it for this story. Hope you enjoyed it. Might have gone a little over my 20 minutes. I don't know where we're at right now. but A little bit over. A little bit over. So 20-ish minutes, Tim McCarthy style. So I want to thank you for listening. Uh, Thank you to Jefferson's Lounge in Council Bluffs. Make sure you'll get a drink there. Mention the podcast. I want to let you know that you can come on the show if you want to. Anyone's welcome. Come tell a quick 15, 20 minute story. The bar is not high. I get a lot of people that say, oh, I don't have anything that interesting. I am not an interesting person, hardly at all. I do some weird things. I do some hijinks, but there's no reason. Like I'm telling a story about a bad interview right now and you're listening for some reason. So you probably have a story that's better than that. Come on, Jake will interview. I will interview you or Logan, your choice. We'll figure it out. So come on the show. I mean, you have also sat on train tracks with homeless people and ate sidewalk pizza and... Oh, we haven't told a sidewalk pizza story yet. That's another interview, another show. But I've got a few... That's what we in the business call a tease. That's, yeah. So I've done some things. Yeah. But this particular episode is not anything crazy interesting. It's just a weird interview process that I went through. And a job history at, at Kmart. Great times. I've only worked three jobs my entire life. Do you not count Bleacher Report? No, I didn't get paid. Oh, yeah, that's, that's another story. <laughs> I, was, I was getting some views in that bad boy. I was getting a couple hundred thousand views. I was the featured Bulls writer, and I was 17. And it wasn't good writing. It was just like, hell, you're free? All right. Put it out there. You've you've told me about a few of those articles comparing NBA players to dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did an entire story on Joe Nemechek and why he, he quits the race 10 laps in. <laughs> <laughs> and then they got mad at me because I wasn't writing anything they told me to write because their ideas were stupid. And I was like, I'm going to write about these dinosaur-looking players. <laughs> Who was the guy in the Raptors that looked like a dinosaur? Was it Chris Bosh? Chris Bosch. Chris Bosch, a dinosaur. He's a good raptor. But yeah, and on that note, thank you for listening. <laughs> be a guest if you want to be a guest. Follow us on Twitter at friendly underscore pod. Follow us on Facebook, Fancy Friendship. Make sure you subscribe. Subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. Heck, do it on both. Google Podcasts, maybe you're feeling kind of crazy. Leave a review if you can. Pod Chaser iTunes. Definitely appreciate the reviews. Makes you feel all warm inside. Don't get lobbed anymore. So uh, make my day. I always refresh every morning. See if I got a new one. Never do. Never do. But maybe this time. Thanks to you. Yeah. Thank you, Jake, for being a co-host. It's always fun. And for the third time, thank you for listening. Have a good one.